Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's the deal. We have eyes all around this theater. If you have a drink, take your drink. And please put your mask up before you take the next drink. If you're having popcorn, have some popcorn. Put your mask up while you chew. We need you all cooperate. So that I do not need to stop back to to remask patrons. I appreciate your cooperation in advance. Matthew Sweet 2018 Virginia Live, Alice. Really? Yep. Nice guitar driven band. He's not afraid to gain weight right alongside of Tom Shattuck, Alice. Same way through the years. Go to one chorus and then we'll. Mm-hmm. All righty, here we go. I have been very excited to be able to talk to people. Because yesterday was a an amazing day, an amazing day. Jeez, I was um, not since Sonny got whacked at the toll booth has there been such a well planned and executed hit on a person as my brother executed on me. He'll claim otherwise, but but so this is what happened. So yesterday is our son Anson's birthday. You can see his birthday cake, his birthday cake on. On Instagram, son Anson's birthday. It's a Chuck E. Cheese. So we go. Okay, so so there's four kids, mom and dad, it's me and Alice, and and our friends Jason and Cal and and um, Kingston was there. Not that they, you guys need to know. In yeah, case why you want to know the characters, all the that's right. That's right. Friends with us. Well, here's the thing. That. So 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 mm-hmm. so and my, and my brother as well was going, and your brother mm-hmm. and his wife. 
and their kid, child, mm-hmm. who's a nice guy. All right. So so anyway, so it's a thing because it's a birthday party for a six-year-old. Yeah. Out of the blue, we discovered just a day or so before that, that my brother has purchased us tickets to a play, a very seasonable play, a classic play, has picked for Sally for her birthday, and it's happening an hour into our other son's birthday. So now I'm in the position of, without having done the advanced work that I usually would, Alice has to stay and conduct one child's birthday, and I'm now going to a play with my daughter. So I go to this play, and I won't talk about the thousands of different ways it was so perfect. It was a perfect storm and a perfect surgical strike by my brother to make sure that there was not one Tom Shattuckly horrific experience after another, as in uh, traffic jam to lines to people I hated in the same row to being in the same row to being non-fat friendly seats mm-hmm. to making us wear masks. They handed out masks to this. That it wasn't a a thing, and then, then this play started. I don't want to say what play exactly. People are asking me if they can. They could probably figure it out on their own. I, I don't want to it, to harass these people in the play, or really give them trouble. But and you actually like the play itself. So other than the fellows <laughs> leaping around, uh, and the singing, the play was fantastic, and the lead was ridiculous. It was awesome, awesome, awesome. But there were times, and especially <clears throat> at the very beginning, where I thought to myself. I'm probably going to be leaving here and taking my daughter with me. Um, and, you know, I'm always, my brother feared this. I, I'm, I'm always, in it's something like that where it's something that Tom Shattuck doesn't go to be, for reasons of experience. <laughs> that it, there's a really good chance that I'm going to be leaving. That, that I'm not going to be staying for that. So, so anyway, the, the event... Um, is supposed to begin at a given time. I'm in there with my daughter, and I've got the mask on, but I have it down a little bit because I can't fog up my glasses. None of us in with masks in there can, but it's fine. So then this woman goes out to the middle of the stage. She's like the, I don't know, sales director or this or that, and she starts working the crowd. And I'm like, oh, you know why they work in the crowd? Because nobody's, everybody's not seated there, and everybody's not in, and they're trying to cover up time. Now I'm getting angrier. And you feel yourself getting screwed up. I'm getting over. angry. Yeah, I'm saying that I'm getting now they're elongating the thing. So, and she's saying, All right, I want to do who has the best mask? If the best mask, you get a gift certificate for this and this and that. And she, she's the, the Boston accent and the whole thing. And I'm like, Man, I'm so close, so close, so close, so close. What are the chances some ingrate pulled the fire alarm or would, you know, so close to leaving? And she, she's doing crowd work. And then she says, we're all trying to get through this time of transition. This is a great time of transition everywhere. The transition, transition, transition. So I'm, so I'm like, wait a second, where are we going here? Is this, is she going to talk about like trans issues? Is that what's going to happen here? <laughs> and she said, and that's why everybody here, every single person needs to wear a mask. And then her tone changed. And then she, and then she said, and that's not just inside. That's the entire grounds. And she was working up to something. And that's when I said to myself, it's time to begin recording the proceedings. This absolutely got interesting. And I could tell that we were getting somewhere. And at some point, I said to myself, okay, uh, here we go. And this is a little bit from this woman. Meanwhile, she's kind of romping around the stage. She's, She's not completely... 
what's it called? What's the Svelte? No, or don't say that, Alice. That's hateful. No, what's it called when you're a tiny woman? Demure? No. No. Petite? No. She, no. It's a way to say you're a smaller. Dainty? No. It's like that. She's pretty and smaller. I used to call somebody this. There's a word for it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. She's not that. Okay. So anyway, here she goes. She's in the middle of the theater, and she puts us all on notice. Here's the deal. We have eyes all around this theater. They're not really looking for you, but they might happen to see something. If you have a drink, take your drink, and please put your mask up before you take the next drink. We're asking you to do that so that we can all remain healthy. If you're having popcorn... Right there, by the way, somebody, a, a dude, started to clap. And, of course, I wanted to feed him directly into a tree shredder. <laughs> if you're having popcorn, she goes on to next... Have some popcorn. Put your mask up while you chew. I know it's a pain, but we need you all to cooperate. So we're all in this as a team to get rid of this stuff. We need to keep the actors safe. And then they all clap, which of course brought to me thoughts of violence. And just we'll just keep it there. Yeah, there's... um. It's interesting because there was almost full mask compliance for like a year. Mm-hmm. For like the year, it, at least around here, there was like almost 100% everybody masked all the time, including at like kids' sports outside, everywhere, you know, until it was rolled back this past spring. But somehow that didn't stop there from being COVID. Right. It didn't. And I don't even know where to begin because, first of all, this is a packed room. Yeah, everybody was this close to each other. There was no social distancing. I guess that (laughs) didn't matter for the actors. I guess that didn't matter to protect ourselves. That didn't matter for this and that, etc. This was... This is... You know what this is, Alice? Mm Mm-hmm. This is purely an act of superstition. Yeah. That's what it is. It doesn't mean anything. Everybody who had glasses like me had the mask under their nose because otherwise your glasses fall off. And you've paid... I didn't. My brother did. A lot of money to see this show, and right. you want to be able to see it. So I can't take glasses off and then not see anything. It's a visual experience. <laughs> so it's just, and then people were eating, and people are over. Well, you should have told them you were vision impaired and you needed the well, show described to you, like at the Microsoft conference. Now a Caucasian female oh, is right. dancing across the oh, stage. No. <laughs> oh, Alice, they, they told us what stolen land they were on. I tweeted you at the time. Yeah, Nuncom, yeah I forgot about that. that's, land, I believe. That's right. She told us the stolen land. That's why I actually, that's what got my... my when you got your phone ready to record yes, things. Yes, <laughs> I said, if we're doing stolen land, then the sky is the limit as to what we might be, where we might be going here. That's right. Oh, I texted you. I forgot. I just, just This is my real live text. Before any of this happened... I was very angry anyway, and so I was texting Alice, uh, telling her uh, about my predicament. So, um, so hang on there. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes, I said, uh, if someone said text to me, I'm leaving, which I would have. And I said that they have a 96-year-old warming up the people instead of starting the play. They just acknowledge the non-come people as it is their ancestral land that theater was built on. And then I said some things I can't mention. And so, yes, so then I knew what was happening. But this idea, it was so adamant in the attitude that was happening. 
that she used to say it. And the fact that the people wanted to be yelled at, these people liked this. Here's the deal. We have eyes all around this theater. They're not really looking for you, but they might happen to see something. They might happen to see something. <laughs> Frig is this? Is this not a uh, a like a performance of a renowned old Christmas play? Or am I in trouble for something? Here's the deal. It's like, this is what they say, like, once our parents leave, and this is the real personality of the teachers, here's the deal. That's over now. Now you belong to right, us. Right, you couldn't make that person up. Right. And they have people going around. Actually, somebody on Twitter said somebody bothered him about his mask. So they did have people looking they around. They had eyes all over the theater. They had That's eyes true. all over the theater. eyes all over the theater. <laughs> she sounds like the woman from Goonies. If you have a drink, take your drink, and please put your mask up before you take the next drink. We're asking you to do that so that we can all remain healthy. I would have had the straw from my cup in my mouth the whole play. What? We're asking <laughs> you to do that so that we can all remain healthy. What? Like, it just... Dangerous, actionable... Horse bleep is that? Okay, so if we all do it, we'll remain healthy? Doesn't make any sense. That None of that makes any sense at all. But if we all do it, we'll remain healthy. Really? You think that the mask We'll get rid drinking? of COVID if everybody <coughs> only takes off their mask. First of all, it's stupid anyway because the COVID can get out when you drink your drink, whether okay. it's 10 seconds or 30 seconds. Yes, the like, COVID... It doesn't matter. Yes. The reason, Alice, that my glasses were fogging up and everybody's glasses were fogging up is that air was coming out exactly. of your mask. Right, and it didn't stop at the glass. It went up into around. <laughs> That's right. And the actor and the understudy, they went to them as well. This is just... Plus, you know all those people are like quadruple vaccinated. Of course they are. <laughs> That's why we got another talking to in a second. Let me finish her again. If you're having popcorn, have some popcorn. Put your mask up while you chew. I can't believe she didn't <laughs> say how many kernels at a time. <laughs> One kernel each at a time. Well, I think you have to take a little more popcorn because then it's like fewer times pulling your mask down. I don't know, but you might labor to breathe the more stuff's in your mouth. I mean, how do they... I just... Oh. This is psychotic. Psychotic. <laughs> this is... Two years ago, you were saying, what are you doing? This is not a disease that gives a flying... About masks. When are you people going to understand that? It doesn't care. Nobody... It doesn't care. And these more lockdowns, and we'll do the masking. Do the the masking is what happened as a result of the public health officials f***ing up. That's what that is. Okay. Yeah, masking is we already let the disease escape totally into the general population, and we don't know what else to do. So here's this thing that maybe might help a tiny bit if everyone does it. We're not really sure. Like, and I think it's probably like. It helps at the margins. It's like hand washing, you know? Like, does everybody washing their hands reduce illness? Like, probably a little bit, but, like, so little that it's hard to measure, right? Like, if everybody washes their hands, the flu doesn't disappear, you know? But you still right. tell kids to wash their hands because, like, maybe it helps a little or whatever. But, like, the, it's not really making that big a difference. And I think it's like that. Like, maybe if you have no other public health tool at your disposal... Maybe like, and that's what they found in the Bangladesh study is like that with nothing else there, no vaccines, no good medical system, whatever, they had like a 10% reduction in 
zero prevalence amongst high-risk people. But like, that's also been criticized for being a uh, for being faulty as well. It's just it doesn't make any sense. This is like in the California wildfires where all wine country burned down, saying have a fire extinguisher in the house. Yeah, that's probably a helpful thing, have. It's not going to yeah. matter, but <laughs> right. it could buy you something. It's good to have a pool there just in case, and you might have need mm-hmm. to jump in it unless it boils you alive in there. That's something. You know, There's a, there are certain things, fire retardants that you could have, and blankets. Those are all like helpful things. Keep some extra water with you as an abundance of caution. Mostly, it's just coming. So yeah. you can do what you want, but with the wildfires, generally, you can escape to somewhere. Here, you can't. Well, right. And around here, we're very highly vaccinated. And we already know because we do the wastewater monitoring monitoring in the Boston area. We already know COVID's already spiking here and it's going to spike going into the winter. There are going to be a lot of cases. A lot of people are going to get COVID. Some people are going to get sick um, and some people are going to get seriously sick. But probably not as many, whether that's because of the vulnerable populations are vaccinated or whether it's because Omicron is a less severe variant. We don't know. South Africa is seeing something like, you know, like more than a doubling of the hospitalization rate, but like only 45 or sorry, more than a doubling of the case rate, but only a 45 percent increase in the hospitalization rate Mm -hmm. and a much, much lower prevalence of severe disease. So. Yes, there is starting to be evidence that Omicron is probably less severe is what we're seeing. And that's borne out like, I mean, literally, I feel like everybody I know that hasn't yet had COVID and some that have or have now gotten COVID again in the last few weeks. It's been like everybody's gotten it. Right. As far as I know, like a month ago, we had something. I had something where it just felt like hell. I, I don't know anymore. I don't know. But... You're right. And also in South Africa, I mean, there are more cases, too, of kids as well. But nobody knows why that is. People think that if they're having kids get sick, then they just bring them to the hospitals quicker because they're like, oh, was this the one that kills kids? Who knows? But but so, so far, so far, we don't. So far. And actually, I think it was the Francis Collins, by the way, who had his last day today. He's out at NIH. Uh, he today said on one of the shows, I, I watched all 53 shows or listened to them, that I, he wasn't willing to say that this is more susceptible for kids to get whatsoever. But it looks like so far, so far, that that it is uh, a less deadly variant. So far. Right. That's uh, the, I mean, I think it's a little premature to like put a stamp on it and say like mm-hmm. we're all safe, it's great. But but that's the way the evidence is starting to right, come in. But it's certainly in South Africa. It certainly happened. South Africa has essentially mm-hmm. come out of it. They are essentially it's the a very tail end of it right now. And there were no fatalities. I don't think in South Africa um, from this from this variant, as far as we know. So the the deal that I'm getting from the consensus of the people in the lab coats that I heard today is what makes this thing so unique is the rapidity in which it spreads, which is why they think they caught it late in South Africa. They think that it, right. by the time they were counting it, that it was on its way out. And we'll see what that means exactly. But back to the theater. I know it's a pain, but we need you all to cooperate. So we're all in this as a team to get rid of this stuff. We need to keep the actors safe. Jeez, I don't even know where to start. We need to keep the actors safe. 
you know what? Not everybody's going to be safe all the time, okay? Then don't have, how about this? Then don't have a play, okay? Tom Shattuck would have been just fine with that, even though it turned out to be very awesome. By the way, somebody asked me why I didn't leave, and so that's the reason I didn't leave. It was a perfect storm. It was a gift for my daughter from my brother, and I wouldn't, I, I didn't see it coming. It was, a, it was the perfect hit, as I said earlier. I think your car was also parked in, right? Oh, yeah. I don't want to go through all the grievances. Of course. Of course, I, par- I parked there. So I don't think you could have left if you'd wanted no, to. No. Well, I, I've done that before. Gray and I have left a concert before, and the car was blocked in because you had to park in the grass, and we just walked and found a bar. So Sally and I could have been at the bar, down the bar room with that uh, woman. Um, okay. So then at halftime, this guy comes out and says, essentially, my name's whatever. I'm the Archduke of the production of this uh, th- th- thing. And he browbeats everybody. So that I do not need to stop back to to remask patrons. I appreciate your cooperation in advance. Please make sure you have your masks on. I've noticed some of you don't. And have them on so that I don't have to stop to act two. It'll be on you. We'll stop act two don't if I see no masks. Don't make me do this yeah. to you. What That's- a dink. <laughs> you do not need to stop act two to remask patrons. Just the tone in these people. What is this? Like, are just theater people just dicks? Is that what this is? <laughs> Yeah, I don't get it. And, like, the funny thing is, if you had gone to the bar, because we did go, we were at Chuck E. Cheese earlier that day, obviously, and then we also went to a restaurant later that day for a birthday celebration for a kid, and uh, we were in crowded restaurants, and nobody made us put masks on in between sips or bites of our food while we were chewing. Oh, my good. <laughs> well, you're not going to end it, then. Yeah, that's why it's still here, is because we didn't remask between bites. I mean, can you imagine these lunatics? Like, how they must go through their daily lives? I don't... It's But, Alice, they see reinforcement everywhere they look. This is Anthony Fauci today with Jonathan Carl. Several of the, of the top, you know, the, the CEOs of the top airlines said that on an airplane, you are actually safer uh, than you are uh, in an ICU, the, the protection with the filters, filtration system they have. They were suggesting that there really isn't much of a need for a mask on an airplane. Are we going to get to the point where we won't have to wear masks on airplanes? I don't think so. I think when you're dealing with a closed space, even though the filtration is good, that you want to go that extra step. That's Fauci saying that we'll always yeah, wear masks, masks on airplanes. Mm-hmm. A place that is safer than a theater. The yeah. airplanes with their little system of the HEPA filter system, whatever, are very safe. The Southwest uh, honcho last week made it very clear. Like we ever, do you think, be able to get on an airplane without masks? Well, again, I would, I would echo uh, my colleague's comments uh, on the quality of the air. It's, uh, the, the statistics I recall is 99.97% of airborne pathogens uh, are captured by the HEPA filtering system and it's turned over every two or three minutes. We use UT Southwestern and Stanford School of Medicine. But um, yeah, I, I think the case uh, is very strong that uh, masks don't add much, if anything, uh, in the uh, air cabin environment. It's very safe and very high quality com- compared to uh, uh, any other indoor setting. Right. But no, but no, they want to. And why? Other than the fact that this is a, a, just a superstition. It's the same thing of not having a 13th floor in hotels. Well, That's right. what it is. It's ba- it's not based on anything anymore. The, the mask, yeah, you have to have it on. Just have... Well, why? I mean, this is... 
And I'm trying not to go down the, the, the path of, you know, the, the Joe Rogan's recent guest who's talking about my mass psych, psychopathy or whatever. Mass psychosis. Yeah, but uh, is it wrong? Like, what are we all making a pretend for? Right. I mean, there's Masks no... don't do much. Ventilation actually does do a yeah, lot. Yes. Yes, there has not been a problem on planes. This is one of the things that we found. And, like... I don't get this anymore. Like we, there are things that we lie to ourselves about or lie to, there are things that we, that we make pretend are real. You know, a lot of those things kind of to entertain kids or mm-hmm. whatever, etc. But this is the only example I can think of where we're really pretending something by the billions Right, and I don't. Why is this everybody's whoopee from from uh, Mr. Mom? Is this the kid's whoopee? Everybody now has a whoopee, and it's a mask. Yeah, it makes no freaking sense. Yeah, I remember thinking last year when I was like Christmas shopping for people, and I was on some of these like gift websites where they you know sell things for home and like useful stuff, and like a lot of them had like little mask holders, you know, like little keychain hooks, but like to hang your masks on, like, you know, like little peg hooks that you could hang up that said like keys, masks. And I was thinking like, why? Like, why would you now invite this as a part of your life now, semi or completely permanently? Like, here's where I keep my masks. Like, this is just reality now. Like, why would you possibly you know uh, willingly agree to make this a part of your reality now for right but i guess a lot of people have like because it's now a year later and they're all still wearing masks but and i understand if you if you're crazy as scared of this virus or any of the follow-ups mm-hmm. and you want to do your um you need during research on aerosols etc and you say you know what i just don't want to make sure that i am fully protected and you go out and you get a super N95 mask or mm-hmm. whatever kind of um, ventilator mask that, that that makes you comfortable and is like literally scientifically proves, proven to help catch some of the stuff. I understand. But that's not what we're doing. Right. We're doing a piece of cloth in the face. Yeah. That's not a mask. That's Usually a dirty, disgusting piece of yes. cloth that's been like on the floor of somebody's car, or the bottom of somebody's purse that's gross and is now like they're putting it on their face, literally yes, and d- walking around and breathing do, the gross it dirt. It doesn't on do you. anything more than a than a band-aid does for this. No. If you were gonna have a mask, then why not have the mask that kind of does something? against viruses that's not the mask that kind of does something against viruses it's simply no. not no it's but a feel good I, I i'm just i don't know if it's possible to get these people back but i think and you and i talked about this a lot this weekend it's like really just a psychological need that a lot of people have because they don't understand why bad things happen to people and they need to, like, find a reason, find a villain, an explanation. Like, there has to be, like, so they get sick and they turn around, like, that woman in the mom group who posted about how, you know, maybe this isn't going away because some people made selfish decisions. Or um, there was... Yes, this, this dude, yeah, find that, Alice, This you can. guy, um, Hunter Walker, who's a journalist at, like, the Rolling Stone in Atlantic. Journalist a is an uh, interesting word. 
So uh, he went through an odyssey this weekend. Uh, he was this morning at 10 a.m. He was at CVS looking for rapid tests. And then uh, he posted about six hours ago, so about noon, I have tested positive for COVID. So far, basically just flu-level symptoms. Very glad I was boosted. Stay safe, everyone. Uh, and then he posts uh, a little while later, our family's holiday is ruined. This sucks. We did everything right, and variants are raging because some people have decided not to take minor, minor precautions. Some people. <laughs> this is craziness. It's craziness. Like, we don't know. You don't know. We don't know, by the way, for sure, if wearing a mask has saved a single life. There is no evidence that it has. Mm-mm. We do not know that that is the case whatsoever. We do know that many people who wore masks and showed complete compliance. Who did everything Who did right. everything, still died badly. This guy not only is vaccinated, boosted, and I'm sure was wearing masks everywhere, but he also had COVID in 2022. So he's like as immune as it gets, and he still got COVID again. He also needed to go through and tell us how hard it was to use the contact tracing app because he wanted to notify everybody that he was near, that he had COVID. What a good person. He That's is. a really good person. Uh, and it was very difficult because he did an at-home test to get the code from the state to put into the contact tracing app so everyone who was near him. And, um, you know, people did say that he... that. You know, he could just let people know, and he did say he let people know, but he said that he's worried about the people who sat near him on the Amtrak, that maybe they won't know that they're at risk now. He says, I know a few people I was in contact with, and I'm checking in, but for example, I was on Amtrak, and I worry about the nearby passengers. My doctor told me I should get the code and notify them, but there's no way. Ah, Governor Kathy Hochul, you need to get this fixed. <laughs> Well, Kathy, I'm glad you mentioned her, because here's Kathy Hochul uh, giving herself a victory lap, patting herself in the back for the the, uh, semi-lockdown she's already recommitted to. We are absolutely right in what we did a week ago to prepare people for this. We think this will avert more people getting sick, and that's a good news story. And we do hope that everyone really comes around and realizes this is a simple, very minor uh, intrusion, if you will. It's that, even that, all the children in the state have been wearing masks since the beginning. It's not that big a deal. It'll help save lives, keep people healthy, and that's all we're asking for. So there has been some pushback, but we're not backing down from this. We no, think it's important. It's not that big a deal. They've it's been really doing not, it for two years now. We've been making kids do it all day, so you can put up with it. But like, th- just because you torture children doesn't make it okay for you to do it to other people. Uh, but yeah, but there's like a need that people have to blame someone. Right? The cases are going up. Someone's not wearing their mask properly. Did you pull it mm-hmm. down while you chewed your popcorn? That must be why he got sick. That's right. That's right. And you're like, but he lives in a different state, and I didn't... No, you were out of play, and you pulled down your mask while chewing popcorn. You didn't pull it back up in between sips. See? That's because right. Of That's why we had to stop back, too. That's why the <laughs> actors are now just standing around as the as the uh, mask shock troops now have surrounded you in row G, seat 11, and are waiting to... And the, and the guy who plays the lead is just waiting there, you know, waiting to restart act two because you were bad. And the same way the woman said, you know, 
don't you want nice shows to come to this theater? That's how she ended. I guess mm-hmm. that wasn't in the cut. Yeah, or the <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo concert venue in Boston that says in it, you know, when you go to the FAQs of like, how do I, what do I do if I have an exemption from the vaccine? And that says on it, we strongly urge you to reconsider your choice if you want maskless shows to come back to cities. Jeez. If we want nice things, you're going to have to cooperate. Like, who are you? Go away. Right. We're- Speaking of which, we're not going to the Olivia Rodrigo show anyway. I would love to say it's out of principle, but it's because the cheapest tickets are $500. So Wow, she betrayed me, Alice. <sighs> Maybe Uncle Jimmy will uh, get us some- <laughs> <laughs> uh, And I'll never ever hear sing it. So, so go ahead. You been? Nicely done. That's Anson Shattuck, the birthday boy from yesterday. Just turned six. Mister, remember what happened in Canada. That's right. Um, so, in a related note, what happened Friday and Thursday blew me away. We didn't have time. I don't think we had time to talk about it. But the, when, when you right when you think that this administration couldn't get any more foul and incompetent at the same time, Thursday or Friday. Biden said this. This is uh, he. He had his little COVID meeting with health uh, people, etc. And he said to them, "This is him talking to the cameras during the photo spray." So there's like CNN's about to pull away here, but this is what Biden says: "For unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death. For unvaccinated, for themselves, their families, and the hospital, they'll soon overwhelm." We're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated, for themselves, for their family, and for the hospitals who they're going to overflow. Everyone you love will be dead. So for the unvaccinated, this is the commander-in-chief, who's a donkey, I understand. (laughs) You're looking at severe illness and death. First of all, what leader ever says that to people? Ever says that to people? But hes they're craving. The, uh, the, The White House communication shop has said, you know what? Yeah, let's have the president say it. Be very dark and serious. Or maybe it'll compel people. Maybe it'll look him, make him look serious, and so that, so that the vax numbers will increase, and maybe the thing will go away, or, or people will start to get. Maybe he'll pull better, whatever. But it's a horrible, dark thing for him to say. But then again, this is the same guy who said that if you vote for Mitt Romney, slavery is coming back. This is the alarmism that's allowed from the left. So Biden says, if you're unvaccinated, for unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death. For unvaccinated. By the way. No kid under five can be vaccinated yet, and most kids uh, aren't fully vaccinated yet. But you know what? There's no exceptions or disclaimers or context in that. No. If you're an unvaccinated kid, you're going to be, uh, you know, you're going to be dealing with severe illness and death, and you're going to kill your family, and you're going to shut down the hospitals. But they don't care. They're happy to say it just to throw it out there. They don't care whatsoever. So that's Biden. Alice, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just looking for a story that I started to see something about. But so that's Biden. That. And he has said things like that. That's a cynical, horrible thing to say. If Trump said that, it would have been a wall to wall. Oh, my God. Trump is <clears> saying <throat> to children, the unvaccinated, that they're going to be severe illness and death. You don't say that kind of thing. It's not what a leader does, but it's a political messaging thing. And he's a cynical political guy who's been uh, has a mind of an oak tree and has been doing this stuff for 50 years. He's been using alarmism. To scare the hell out of people, to race bait, to oh, do yeah. whatever he needs. He so- did it back when he passed the crime bell in the nineties mm-hmm. too, and he scared people about super predators right. and everything else. Exactly. So that's one thing. What happened Friday 
to me is one of the most shocking things I have ever seen. During the COVID, uh, the COVID task force meeting, which is a Zoom meeting that happens with Walensky on the right, Fauci on the left, and Jeff Zients in the middle. He's kind of the uh, MC of the whole thing. Jeff Zients says this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. That is effed up. Mm-hmm. That he's taken, the Biden administration has taken the political messaging from the White House communications shop and fed it through, laundered it through the healthcare institutions, the government healthcare institutions. That is effing malpractice, dangerous as hell. If any of those people, Jeff Zients and those people, had anything but greed and opportunism in their hearts, like uh, medical ethics, they would have resigned and said, I'm not saying that. Right. I'm not, it's not, that's not science saying for the unvaccinated you're facing a winter of illness and death and the death of your family and you're going to kill the, the hospitals. They wouldn't say something like that. You don't say something like that as a, as a clinical healthcare uh, professional. That is not your thing to say. But the Biden administration said, let's get the messaging straight and we'll launder it through Saki. We'll launder it through Saki's little henchman. We'll launder it through, launder it through the HHS person. We'll launder it through Joe. And we'll launder it through our Sockies and lab coats. And that's who those three are. Right. That's what they've done. So they're using these people as flax now who say things that they should never be saying. People who de- de- re- rely on the public trusting them. Well, the public sees now that they're parroting, not parroting, no, no, reading the same exact script as the most powerful politician in the country now. Mm-hmm. That can't do anything. They might as well oh, yeah. be saying imagine, build, build Back Better. Imagine if when Trump was president, Fauci or whoever had come out and said the same things. Right. Like said Trump's exact words over again. That would have been like a horror show. He's controlling the scientists. He's pushing them around Absolutely. with political pressure. He's, you know, putting the science subservient to his own political yes. needs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it wouldn't. The idea that, you know, Biden has had the teachers unions in there deciding what the science is from the CDC. It's, right. You know, totally goes I past should, I should them. should have written that in my substack. That's a great point. <clears throat> but, you know, the. This is a purely political administration with purely political goals that has zero interest in the science as a concept. And there's no, there's no, they have no qualms. They have no moral center or ethical constraints on their behavior at all. At all. They do exactly what they want all the time. Yeah. Yes. With no apologies, et cetera. In a sense, I kind of envy their ability to be uh, tone deaf, mm-hmm. but at the same time, the inhumanity on display is remarkable, remarkable. But it comes from the top. For Biden to say, for Biden to abandon American civilians in Afghanistan who are now essentially prisoners, let's hostages. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. To do it in a greedy, cheap political way, so that Americans are blown up, American troops get blown up there. And then to say, hey, my son died too. That is a man who's a dark MF. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, if you didn't need, it's the, same, it's the same guy who doesn't acknowledge a grandchild of his because his POS son, you know, impregnated somebody and tried to cut her out of his life. And Joe was happy to go along with it. This guy, 
I've never bought into this. He's old Uncle Joe, lovable, uh, empathetic. He ain't any of that. This dude is a hollow husk, a hot air blowing, um, cynical, half century long politician who has lost almost every bit of humanity that any other human has. Yeah, he's pretty awful. I think that you're spot on. I mean, yeah, the baby thing alone, the like, the going along with not acknowledging his grandchild and not like pushing Hunter to be an Guys, adult we, and man can, up. Hold on and, one second. Can we not pick this area to play in of all this house? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, that alone is enough to immediately tell you what kind of moral character Vacuum. we're dealing with. And it's not that yeah. it's necessarily like I'm a lot of politicians have low moral character, but it's the idea that we're being forced to buy into this fantasy that he's this like nice, good family guy, you know. Of course. He's so decent, he really cares. The empathy. That's what I missed with Trump. I don't, you know, walk around thinking Trump is like a super empathetic person, but I also don't think Joe Biden is. So It's funny you said that, Alice, because with Trump even though he was a flim-flam artist, he threw BS around all the time. Mm-hmm. He he never, he always kind of was who he was. Right. There was never any question to me who I was dealing with when I had Trump. Right. He's a flim-flam guy, but he's the flim-flam guy we all know. That's what he does. Yeah. It's like having Don King. It's the same thing. They're both flim-flam men, a little bit like Al Sharpton. He's a flim-flam guy. It's what they do, you know? It's like, and then people say, you know, he he was lying right then. Yeah, yeah I know. Does a lot of that. That's that's the whole business of being a promoter is yeah. to be FOS. He's that's it. PT Barnum. Basically. And also, that's the whole business of being in politics. Right. It's just that you know some politicians were supposed to like actually believe the grift and not like be cynical about it, even though they're all doing the same thing. And that's one thing I think somehow somehow the left like still doesn't get it about Trump that they like can make these arguments like oh like he cheated on his wife and this and that and he's so he's so terrible and like yeah he did that stuff but we all already know about it you know what I mean like it's already baked in we're not asked being asked to believe that this is some like good decent upstanding family man of a person when when they still are doing that stuff like you know, if Joe Biden is not acknowledging his illegitimate grandchild and supporting Hunter and not getting a DNA test to acknowledge the child until it's court ordered and he's forced to, I mean, like that, it just it puts a lie to the whole facade of the like Biden family myth, which was already a little sketchy to start with, anyway. Right. But yeah, the whole thing's a mess. He's All right. A mess. I think we should probably cover Mansion a tiny bit before we head over to the Okay, Patreon we'll start show, right but... here. You, you know what's interesting to me? This is Fox News Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mansion gives Bear a gift here. A big gift. This is huge. This is literally multi trillion dollar news. We'll multi trillion dollar news. That <laughs> Guys. If that downstairs is clean, then we can bring the Christmas tree in. I haven't heard the vacuum yet, but if it's clean, then I'll finish this podcast. I'll go outside. I'll grab the tree. Yes, go ahead. Uh, Yes, you may, may, Sally. Thank you for being courteous and asking that. She wanted to know if she could vacuum while we're doing the podcast Mm -hmm. because there's one sheet of old 300-year-old wood under us. 
Since and, there's already my computer going, I think it shouldn't make that big a difference. Is it, I barely hear it today. No, I'm kidding. So, okay, so here's Mansion today with Brett Bear, which really is was great to watch. I really like Brett Bear. He's my friend, you know, Alice. We did shots together. Um, Bears, will you act impressed when I say, when I fish for compliments, please? So this is Brett Bear today with Mansion, and, and Mansion's just saying, sorry, Maul, Nope, not doing it. Not doing it with the Build Back Better um, human infrastructure bill. Uh, I've always said this, Brett. If I can't go home and explain it to the people of West Virginia, I can't vote for it. And I cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation. I just can't. I've tried everything humanly possible. I can't get there. You're done. This is, this is a no. This is a no on this <laughs> legislation. I have tried everything I know to do. And uh, the president has worked diligently. He's been wonderful to work with. He knows I've had concerns and and, and the problems I've had. And I guess that's where you go if you're if you're representing West Virginia. You go to Fox News to talk to the constituents, and he did. And he said, "No, absolutely not." I'll just uh, before I let you just uh, do the analysis. I'll uh, just want to play a couple of highlights. You know, people were worried about this, and people, of course, now Joe. Uh, Joe Manchin is considered an apostate in the past. And people don't understand politics at all. They're saying, oh, my God. Does he really think voters want this? We'll see what happens to him now. They should throw him out. It's like, yeah. yeah. Trump won his state by 40 points. Right. I, yeah. think he's gonna I think he knows what he's doing, by the way. <laughs> he's way more popular right. in West Virginia than Biden is. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So here's uh, Charlamagne the God had Kamala Harris on. And it was, you guys should watch it if you haven't watched it. It's kind of a totally effed up situation. Kamala's flack was trying to wrap the interview. But Charlemagne wouldn't let her. She, he was, and she was. Kamala was preparing, pretending she couldn't hear Charlemagne. That all that stuff happened before this. But here's when he finally gets the question out. And uh, here's uh, Kamala doing Kamala. So who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden, Madam Vice President? Come on, Charlemagne. I really. Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell. No, sometimes. no, 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 no. It's Joe Biden. So who's the real president of oh, this sorry. country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden, Madam Vice President? Come on, Charlemagne. I really, Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell no, sometimes. No, 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 no. It's Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden. And don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do it's you, Joe Biden. Do you think? By the way, just hold on one second. How wonderful is the tell there? Mm-hmm. You know that you're a good Democrat, okay? All you people are Democrats. Don't start acting like the opposition. Yeah. Like I don't know Charlemagne is not a news guy, he's an opinion guy, but still, just the fact that they say it, don't start acting like a Republican. You're you're all Democrats. You're on Bi- our side. Stop it. Yeah. Hey, Joe Manchin and, is and a problem. It's Joe Bi- and it's Joe Bi- and it's Joe Biden. And I'm vice president. And my name is Kamala Harris. And the reality is because we are in office. So she goes to her ice queen. Our ice, her whole ice queen thing, which he actually likes. Then yes, he subsequently which, says, like, you know, right, where's, where's this Kamala? Right, basically? exactly. But she does that, and I'm Kamala. Whoa, whoa, and she and shushes him, which is the thing she tried to do with Mike Pence, and the things that she was that was that's that's her only skill. Unfortunately, that's the problem. So when he says like, where's this Kamala? Yeah, sometimes uh, Charlemagne they ask her if she's been to the border. <laughs> and so you can't always be ice queen. I'm speaking. Slay queen. You know, that doesn't. Yeah, I'm speaking. <laughs> I'm speaking. That only works. I mean, you have to have other skills. I mean, imagine if like SNL was good, the field day yeah. they could have. 
Oh yeah, now would be a great time. It'd be a great time for it. So, so he has iced the um, the build back better. You didn't play him at all yet. Well, who? Mansion. Yeah, I did him and Brett Bear. I played. Well, but uh, all about the bill. About the bill. Yeah. Saying that it's dead. Okay. I just it just played I just played it. Okay. Well, maybe it was all the maybe kids. it was when the kids were distracted. Yeah. Would you like to hear it again? Yes, please. Okay, we'll play it again, Alice. I'm going to ask you to listen to some of the show. <laughs> going forward. Uh, I've always said this, Brett. If I can't go home and explain it to the people of West Virginia, I can't vote for it, and I cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation. I just can't. I've tried everything humanly possible. I can't get there. You're done. This is this is a no. This is a no on this legislation. I have tried everything I know to do, and uh, the president has worked diligently. He's been wonderful to work with. He knows I've had concerns and and, and the problems I've had. And-, and Joe Manchin going to right to where the Fox News audience is, which is mm-hmm. West Virginia. That part I remember. Yeah, talking about. good, good. <laughs> um, but. I mean, he does talk a little bit about, like, what's wrong here, too. And and he's talked about what's wrong from the beginning with this bill, with him. The The issue that he really has is that um, he cut down the bill to size, right? They were at $3.5 trillion and now it's $1.7 trillion or whatever. And so he's okay with the amount, but that means that they had to cut stuff from the bill. And his feeling has been... That if you're going to cut stuff from the bill, you should cut programs from the bill and you should fund the things that you do keep in for at least 10 years. Right. Right. So he's saying, like, we can't do climate change and preschool and the child tax credit and this and that. Like, we can't do all these things for two years and then hope that somebody comes up with funding for them two years from now. If we're spending one point seven trillion dollars, we should pick like our two favorite things and fund them for a full 10 years because he feels and there's been, you know, discussion of the long-term costs of this that elon musk has been tweeting about this and everything basically saying that this is like a cheat that they're saying the bill costs 1.7 trillion dollars but if you continued all these programs that they have in there for like two years for a full 10 years it's going to be enormously expensive obviously right it's going to cost trillions more than that of course but so he feels that's kind of cheap so he wants them to pick just a couple of the things and fund them for longer but the white house hasn't gotten there with him on that they want to keep in all their things which means they can only fund them for a short period of time because they're trying to say that they're going to be able to fully fund the programs you know right um so and this has been i mean this has been what joe manchin has been saying about this build back better bill since the summer he's been this has been his position on making cuts to it and they haven't they haven't moved on it you know they've just kept trying to push him more towards their position and it's not working you know and he's not the only person who doesn't really want to vote for this you know he's just the only person who's brave enough and politically safe enough to do it publicly but he's protecting and shielding a bunch more democrats who don't want to be on the hook for this legislation and if push came to shove also wouldn't vote for it you know that are behind the scenes thanking him for continuing to say no now there's been a lot of debate about did he leave the door open a tiny bit here because he said it's a no on this legislation so some people are saying like maybe this is just a play that you know that they'll finally like see the light and come around to his 
version of the bill, basically. But um, I think with the White House's reaction to what he did, which is really... I mean, like you said, this is a gift to Brett Baer, who's on his first day being the new Fox News Sunday person, uh, and to Fox News, at which the White House hates Fox News. Uh, there's also a big fight because he had a staffer let the White House know that he was going to do this, and they tried frantically to reach him to stop him and talk him down, and he refused to take their calls. So, Oh, no. <laughs> so there's a big fight. And then uh, Saki put out a statement basically saying he was lying, that he's tried everything he can. Which was, yeah. I was shocked to see. I mean, that is making war right there. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I think if there was a chance he was going to continue to negotiate i think the saki statement probably killed it because it was pretty like i don't know how somebody continues to work with you after you come out and say this about them when you say like joe manchin's comments this morning on fox are at odds with his discussion this week with the president the white house staff and his own public utterances weeks ago manchin committed to the president at his home in wilmington to support the build back better framework that the president then subsequently announced manchin pledged repeatedly to negotiate on finalizing that framework in good faith on tuesday of this week he came to the white house and submitted to the president in person directly a written outline for a build back better bill that was the same size and scope as the president's framework and covered many of the same priorities so that's the version with fewer things in it while that framework was missing key priorities we believed it could lead to a compromise acceptable to all he promised to continue conversations in the days ahead and work with us to reach that common ground if his comments on fox and his written statement indicate an end to that effort they represent a sudden and inexplicable reversal in his position and a breach of his commitments to the president and senators colleagues in the house and senate Manchin claims that this change of position is related to inflation, blah, blah, blah. It goes on. They're mad. The uh, squad is really mad. They're saying, we told you so. Well, you should have heard You should have heard Bernie Sanders. He, he just called him Manchin today. Manchin's a coward. Manchin's a coward because of big finance or whatever. It was, uh, it was incredible. The thing is, of course, that there are 51 people who voted against this, who are against this. Of course. People say, like, oh, he has too much power. You could work on some of the other 50 senators. You could get Murkowski or Collins or some of these people to vote with you if you put forward something normal. They got 10 Republicans for the other infrastructure bill. If you put forward a plan, I mean, I know there are Republicans that want, like, more child tax credits and stuff like that. So if that was just the part that you wanted to do... I know for a fact you could get enough Republicans on board with that to move forward even outside of um, rec- the reconciliation process. You know, you, I'm sh- you could probably get 10 Republicans to do something if it were like a piecemeal thing. But he's not going to fund this stupid, haphazard, like a little bit of climate change, a little bit of child care, a little bit of pre-K. A right. Little, so like, why did Nancy Pelosi let her Democrats vote on this? Um, so, I now think- the Demo- so now the Democrats... E- who are in blue states voted and failed to bring home the bacon they promised because they said they had the framework. Right. And then the ones who are in purple districts betrayed the uh, the economy of the United States and failed at getting any goods mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So I think... They regard this as a win because I think Pelosi, I think Pelosi wanted to make sure the infrastructure went. And I think she was smart enough to know. And I think the squad was smart enough to know in some ways that this was going to be very difficult to get Manchin to really do this. Right. 
um, with all the junk in it that they wanted. And Nancy Pelosi didn't want to lose both bills with the squad holding the other bill hostage, right? Which is Mm -hmm. why she rounded up enough Republicans to cover their votes and did a vote on just that, the bipartisan infrastructure bill that 10 Republicans voted for. You know, and the squad was still mad because they knew at the time that this meant that Manchin could safely back out of the Build Back Better uh, without you know, harming the infrastructure bill because that's already a done deal and passed. And I think that, you know, I think Manchin knew it too, but I think there were no guarantees that, I mean, like it could have been that everything would have gotten blown up. They could have ended up with no infrastructure bill at all if they had not done that. So... So that's great news. It's wonderful. I, I I love it. And I think, I would say the door might still potentially be well, open, but I think. But the, then again, I mean, they've got to go into. Uh, obviously, this is a wash till the till January and February. But then, at some point, you've got to make a push. First of all, you've called Joe Manchin an a hole, and you're going to want him to get rid of the filibuster to move in voting rights, and that's not mm-hmm. going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. He's already said it's ha- well, not going to happen. They can put as many people in kayaks around his yacht as they want to, <laughs> follow him into the bathroom as, as long as much as they want to. But uh, it seems to me, I I think that the legislative agenda, especially, nothing's getting better for this White House. I think that this the legislative agenda is is over. I think mm-hmm. it's yeah, and you know you see this among people. Jen Rubin was tweeting today that that. Manchin has now screwed over the Democrats, and now they're going to lose the midterms because. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Defunding police was uh, all Joe Manchin, right? (laughs) So I mean, but I do think it has stalled the legislative agenda and probably done them a favor in the midterms. To be honest, because I think this bill would have been a debacle for Democrats. Yeah, but they tried. They tried. Remember, it's a good time for opponents to get out there. Thank you so much, everybody. We're going to continue this conversation over on Patreon. So if you're a subscriber over there, you can head over there and find the rest of the show there. Um, if you're not on Patreon, you can always find us for free on Twitter, where we are at Burn Barrel Pop. We're at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast, Burn Barrel Podcast.com. Uh, you can email us, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. And, um, you know, all the places you listen to podcasts. Say la vie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. 
That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.